Welcome everybody to the fourth episode of Playing Advantage, the podcast before mates talk about everything SA Rugby without taking themselves too seriously. Very happy this week to have uh, Damien back. Say hello, Damien. Hi guys. Keats. How's it, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> and Kev. How's it? Yo, uh, fantastic week of rugby. Uh, we have just finished watching probably the game of the tournament so far, Japan-Scotland guys. Yeah, they're great the game. Absolutely cracker of a game. Uh, we had a couple of uh, scares as well throughout the week. Uh, a lot of minnows pushing uh, the, the tier one nations, lots of interesting rugby. Um, very, very excited. Obviously bummed with the, the uh, cancellation of three games, right? I think it was three um, games. Yeah. Three games, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited to, to finally know what the quarters are looking like and uh, now now comes the fun time, now it's knockout rugby. Uh, but before we get to uh, uh, any of that, uh, let's quickly go through our agenda. Firstly, as always, we're going to go do some first impressions of the week. Uh, we'll have a first, um, then we'll look at what, uh, what the results were throughout the week as well. Uh, have a little bit of a, a chat about the Canada game. And as always, chat about our players of the week. This week it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have a collective plonk of the week, which Keegs has said is something we have to look forward to. Uh, quickly touch on a reference and then uh, chat about the, the quarterfinals uh, in depth. So uh, I know Kev has been chomping at the bit to share his first impression. First impression. Have I? <laughs> but look, I, look in your eyes, 100%. Can't even keep that leg still. Tell <laughs> us, what is your first impression of this week of rugby calf? Okay, well, to throw it back to our game, which was uh, quite a while ago now on Tuesday, the mm-hmm. Canada game, uh, my first impression is going to refer specifically to that game to say, um, yeah, I think it looked positive to me. Obviously, we, we took the foot off the pedal, off the gas pedal in the second half, as everybody's uh, been saying, but I would like to just go a different direction and say, um, let's look at ourselves, we've been critical South Africans uh, as usual. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that in that game, 90% of the players in the field didn't have a chance to be, to be a part of the next starting 15 um, if there are no injuries to come or anything like that. So for me, I would have found it very surprising if there wasn't a bit of scrappiness at the end because you're asking these players to, to get once the job has been done, um, there's always this kind of um, scrappiness that come, can come and set in because uh, these guys are potentially are never going to play again, you know. So, uh, let's be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> so, just in terms of my first impression, um, I think just the way that the Springboks played, uh, particularly in the first half, um, I was really, really excited and I absolutely loved the, the way they were playing. Um, cohesive unit, uh, Alton was taking charge, which we've all been kind of quietly hoping that he does, um, particularly you Dames and, and Cav as Lions supporters, <laughs> um, just the cheerleaders over here. Um, so I'm just quite stoked that uh, it's a positive thing for me. It really is a good, it's a good thing that uh, we shifted the ball. I mean, we, I think we've all been root, rooting for Corbis Reinoff for a while now, and I think mm, yeah. uh, the fastest hat trick in World in World Cup history. Yeah, I think that's you have to mention that at least. Um, it's box kicking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 we'll get Accurate. there. We'll box get there. <laughs> we'll get there. That's that's my first impression. Uh, my first impression is a bit of a worry going forward. I think is that we actually in in our pool games 
we played two of them against 14 men opposition. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really had a massive hit out other than New Zealand. So first game, we've had kind of soft in, three soft encounters in a row, um, playing against you know a man down. Mm-hmm. A lot of yellow cards in, as well in the Namibian game. So yeah. often we we do play opposition that don't have the full kind of complement of players on the field, and when we do that, I, I worry that we don't exploit the space well enough. And that's my one big thing. So going forward, especially against looking now against Japan, mm-hmm. they are very very well organized on defense, and that you know that's something that's really going to test us. I think so. Hopefully, Rossi has a plan for that I don't know I don't think so <laughs> I think you, the reason you, we don't exploit gaps is because we don't spread the ball but we'll chat about that okay, I thought you said we were going to be positive yeah. what happened to that that lasted literally three minutes into the podcast come on you can get messages from Dev again so. <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm going to also try to go with the, the positive uh, note here I think we have the tools we haven't put it all together yet mm. in one game, but if we look at the, the Canada game, there's a couple of guys, that's uh, exactly what we asked for in the last podcast, to put up their hand and force Rusty to take note of it. It sounds like he did. Uh, he said that he has a, a couple of difficult decisions to make, but just based on um, a couple of brilliant performances uh, and you know, based on our form earlier this year, I think we've got the right players. Even though we don't like the box kicking game all that much, if it's utilized effectively, if it's used as a variety uh, option, it's not the go-to, uh, something that Reinach did fantastically well, everything was contestable, everything was uh, far out enough. Uh, we've got the skills uh, in the centers, uh, we've got the fantastic forward pack, we've got the wings to finish it off that nobody can keep pace with. So I honestly, I feel positive, but worried that we haven't put 80 minutes together um, against a, a solid tier one uh, opposition and come out on top yet, but I, f- I feel optimistic. I really, I really do. Um, but yeah, we're going to get to all of that a little bit later, looking at all the permutations for the quarterfinals. Um, but let's get quickly into the results. I know there's been, yeah, games, I think you said like 12 or 13. Yeah, 17 since we last had a podcast. Yeah, so um, let's run through that. With the cancelled games as well. So obviously the cancelled games were New Zealand, Italy. Um, England, France. England, France and Canada, Namibia, which I feel really sorry for them because that was the only game that either one had a shot at winning. And they were both really excited to play it. <laughs> and there was a um, couple of guys that was their last games. Yeah, as well. exactly. So, so that's, that's unfortunate. Well, same with Italy. So Parisa yeah, and Lodini, yeah. I mean, that would have been their big um, retirement send-off. I mean, yeah. New Zealand doesn't really get bigger than that. So it's still probably the most points the Italians will ever take off the New Zealanders. <laughs> um, the results, Australia 45, Uruguay 10, England 39, Argentina 10. Japan 38, Samoa 19, New Zealand 71, Namibia 9, France 23, uh, uh, Tonga 21. It was a tight game that one. Yeah, they barely pulled it out. Uh, South Africa 66, Canada 7, Argentina 47, USA 17, Scotland 61 0 against Russia, Wales 29 17 against Fiji, um, Georgia lost 27 8 against Australia. And then Ireland beat Samoa 47-5. USA lost to Tonga 31-19. Uh, Wales 
beat Uruguay 35-13 and then the game we just watched Japan overcoming Scotland 28-21 so that makes the quarterfinals very very interesting because we now have to play Japan 100% uh, any of the games stood out for you guys during this week? France, Tonga yeah I, I really felt sorry for Tonga uh, I yeah think they, they ran them close I think uh, I've said it before in the previous podcast. I just I wish I wish World Rugby would take a look at the bloody island besides, and I feel I feel for them. That's just that's all I have to say. And on that note, I think the Wales Fiji game was also an absolute cracker. Yes, yes, percent. Um, that was also uh, for me one of the better games of the tournament yeah. as well. So um, just speaking on that, I read this week that they're actually looking to change the eligibility rule for. Uh, older players to switch sides so when they're no longer in line to play for England or New Zealand that they're able to then still play for their native native born country later on in their career I know very weird suggestion but the uh, World Rugby is apparently looking at that as an option that's going to shoot that's going to kill their game completely because they yeah. do rely they do rely on some of the guys on the on the back end of their their careers going back to their respective countries and retiring there and yeah. I think that's it's a bit sad if they go that route yeah it's definitely not the the right option yeah. in my opinion it's, it's not the it's a, it's a band-aid yeah. it's, it's not fixing fixing the actual problem yeah. um, I think for me uh, shout out has to go to the uh, USA game um, they yeah. ran England I think um, just Australia yeah. Australia the last game yeah. they ran Australia very very close um, so I think even that England, I think that the England game as well. Yeah. They ran them close. Well, 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 no, it's not England. No, not England. They pushed. They pushed them. I think like fifty minutes. Yeah, fifty yeah. minutes to sixty minutes. Then England just turned it on. Yeah. So no, I, I think it was Tonga. Yeah, they yeah. played, and then Argentina. Got it. Right. Um, so. I think in summation of all the games we watched, we kept on saying for every single podcast, it feels like. The gap is getting smaller and smaller, but between tier one and tier two, mm. um, it we didn't have a big blow. The biggest blowout was what fifty points, sixty mm. points maybe, uh, um, seventy-one something. Just was the New Zealand game. Mm. Yeah, but they were ten nine just before half time. But so that's I mean, what I'm saying. That the points difference, the margin there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably been the smallest out of any World Cups. Uh, yeah, there's no triple digits. Yeah, I'm sure there were four guys in New Zealand doing something similar, whinging that New Zealand didn't put. Uh, 90 points on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 100% yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the disappointment of the of the World Cup has been Argentina um, they just haven't they didn't pitch if that disappoints you I suppose <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is the most so. but yeah I, I all think we, we at some stage thought that this is going to be the year um, I ju- like Keith said they, they peaked too early yeah. uh, they peaked last year so yeah, too, too much too much rugby they've asked the same guys to play too much yeah. rugby Scotland as well I think Scotland is massively disappointing yeah sure because 100%. they did well against Minnows but against when it counted they couldn't couldn't deliver yeah 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 so for me I was at, at the Jolly um, <laughs> chatting about Argentina and I just think in terms of their, their game plan if you looked at this team last year you would have you. I would. I was sweating last year. You know, I was like, shit. This this team going into the World Cup, they're going to be highly competitive, and 
and Kevin and I, I think all of us actually, we, we have a little bit of a, a dislike to the disruptive rugby that they play. I love it. However, <laughs> however, um, you, you, you have to give them a little bit of credit, but like, a, like Marco has just said, they peaked way too early and now look at them. But too much rugby, they like Damien likes it because it's from Springs. Yeah. <laughs> Argentina is like the Springs of the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. We outnumber you. We yeah, outnumber you. also yeah. two to one person. It's just... My thing is that uh, it's classic Argentina. At the end of the day, it's a discipline issue. I mean, their biggest turning point it was against it, against England, and of course, Lavanini got a red card because yeah. that's what he does best. And so that you know, if you're getting a red card twenty minutes into a game, that's your you know the make or break for you. There's no way you're going to do enough to get over the line. So once again, it comes down to Argentinian discipline. I think there's two facets to Argentina and the one is their, their exciting attacking rugby that they, they play and I obviously do like that, everybody does and that's exciting to see but if we can just uh, compare them to a team at the moment like Japan who have put a lot of work into their rugby and play the same kind of um, uh, extremely attacking rugby where they capitalise a lot off of a uh, loose ball etc and they run these incredible lines um, without the niggle then, then there's yeah, there's none of this this pushing, this this injury sort of uh, fostering, none of this uh, playing off the ball kind of stuff. Um, I just find it unnecessary about Argentina. Maybe it is impacting their World Cup a bit as well. Yeah, mm. sure. Mm. But I think all in all, pool stages, I think very exciting. Uh, yes. I think it was quite quite lucky to watch multiple games uh, without actually knowing. You know, Super Brew wasn't super easy. Uh, I think this time, uh, <laughs> clearly by uh, the the re results on the on the group, I won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I, you and me. I don't know what I have to do. I keep, I'm, I'm like ninety five percent success rate through the last two rounds, and I'm still bottom of the log. Yeah. I don't know how you guys know what the damn score is going to be every single week. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So you guys have definitely got some inside information. Are you uh, are you guys paying for it? Because I know you get your premium, <laughs> the pre your premium. The premium account <laughs> you pay a certain they're paying i'm telling you Kevin. that's why we're going with us. everyone's sure. paying it's you know there's, there's, there's two groups of people in this world people who know rugby and people who don't so that's, <laughs> i think that's all we have to say there. um oh, good one good one but I, I, besides the the cancelled games i think japan's done a fantastic job in hosting um i've heard nothing but good things reading overseas articles of everybody i was just before. saying nana the cinematography is also been really Fantastic. good. Do you remember yeah. the French World Cup where we always got every single scrum through the legs of the, <laughs> yeah. of the official? That was a bit strange. Yes. Yeah, yes. I've actually, so, uh, just talking about camera angles, there's a very cool camera angle where they are a couple of meters above oh, uh, the, um, mm. um, the, no, 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 uh, the line out, mm. above oh. the hooker. And you literally see the guy take the ball at like a straight on angle I think that's I mean, fantastic for me angle. That, that angle above the scrum yes. just shows exactly I mean for, from a coaching point of view if you try to teach youngsters how to scrum that um, angle is so valuable because you can see when someone's scrumming on, on, on an angle and you can't see that from a normal camera angle yeah. so yeah. Yeah. that's fantastic alright but let's move on quickly to the Canada game um, I think like we've all said game of two halves um, it got scrappy, it was expected, um, but all round thoughts, James, what did you, what did you have? Um, yeah, out? I think that, you know, we did what we needed to do, felt the, uh, the card came early, put a couple more points on the board, and then we took our foot off the gas, I think that was, once again, we, you know, got the points on the board, yeah. and then 
was we kind of said we don't need injuries we let the guys throw the ball around a bit maybe yeah. and then like that was saying earlier it got really scrappy but I think that's exactly it because you gave guys kind of license to do what they needed to do or you know have a bit of fun it got a bit loose yeah, yeah I, I disagree a little bit I'm not sure that that's necessarily why it got loose I think I think it got loose a little bit because of um, lack of discipline um, and I can what I'm saying what I was saying is I can understand why that's crushed oh, sure. up for those guys but I think that the plan was to stick with the game plan mm-hmm. the entire way through and in fact if we think about like South Africa's journey through the World Cup so far through these pool stages New Zealand is is the dragon right and so what we've decided to do to try to take on this dragon um, Rassi's plan is to put a suit of armor around us and we focus on our defense we focus on our kicking game and we try to tactical kick the whole way through and I think every single pool match we've participated in that's what it's about it's about polishing the suit of armor seeing if we can we can make sure that uh, that we can stand up to this dragon that we're going to be facing and then Every single time, I'm going to find it very interesting now because we play a team like Japan, and those guys don't have armor on their berserkers, and they run straight <laughs> at us. What? <laughs> Are you not following my metaphor here? I love the metaphor. Are you saying that our sword is not big enough? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not quite sure. I, th- I think is that basically what you're saying? What I'm saying, what is, saying is, it's, it, the sword won't do any damage against yes. Japan that we yeah. try, we I'll try s- to use. I think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got it you got it no I'm not I'm not saying that I'm just saying we, we have to try to be the team that we're being for New Zealand against every single team yeah. that we face and then we, we can't be surprised when we don't run up scores like we like we hope because we don't have that plan yes. and I mean in, going into to knockout rugby I think you find that the kicking game actually will suit knockout rugby a bit more because we're not looking to get you know 50 points or bonus point it's it's going to be one of those things where def- your defense wins you your World Cup or your championship. And I think we are very, very bought into that kind of mentality. We'll kick on an opposition and, and tackle all day long. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we, we're looking at. And I think against Japan, you might find that the tactical kicking game, if it's executed well, will actually work decently. Because I think in the air, we might be slightly superior. But that being said, so... I was Marco once again, Marco and I were chatting um, at the Jolly and, and we were just saying in terms of our defensive plan, when you look at the Japanese wings, um, it's for me it's particularly worrisome if you have someone like Mapimpi who has not quite grasped the concept of cutting in and, and defending on his own with your centers covering going wide and I think that is very worrying when you look at the Japanese hands when you look at their attacking pattern their support play you can have as many cover tacklers as you want they will have two three guys on the inside looking looking to receive that ball from an offload Mm. that is my biggest concern and to 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 kind of gift them the ball of box kicking and just kicking the ball it's it's dangerous It's a very risky Especially because we, we've been defending almost outside in. So we push up high 100%. outside and then, you know, try and squeeze and cut that early pass off. And, but, and we don't cover. So, exactly. so, so you see, like, the Japanese defensive system, um, what's the captain's name? Um, Leech. Uh, Leech, Leech yeah. fantastic game uh, that he had again uh, with the game today. 
um, he was always on the fringes outside doing exactly that, covering covering that uh, that yes, particular channel. As a and, and our our flanks are never there. Yeah. They never do that. Peter Steph was the only one. And Look, no, but I mean, I, I don't blame the guy. He's he's got it. Yeah. Everybody's got it. Another role. It's not. Yeah. They're supposed to not be there. But but that is an interesting um, point that you raise. That that channel is is only looked after by Mapimpi, and that is a huge wink. Yeah. Well, what's what's happening so is um is covering. Yeah. So yeah. shooting across, but he also has to. He's got to squeeze so that they don't get pass away, but at the same time, he's also got to cover Mapimpi when he shoots up. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, that poor poor guy. I mean, he's been saying all tournament. He's had a fantastic defensive tournament. Because he's having to play this kind of dual role, and he's doing it very well, but he can't do it for a whole game, and he's not going to make every single tackle. It's not, yeah. not physically yeah. possible. So we do need to be very careful there. Yeah. So I'm going to just interject there. I think um, Vasman, so all three of us sitting around here, you played, you've, you're a tight forward. So three of us all played a loose position. Um, have you played a loose yeah. forward? Yeah. Okay. So we've all played loose forward. So. Essentially, when you are, your number six needs to be be there first. It is sure. it, that is how it works. Your number eight covers the center position in terms of midfield, and then your blind side holds back. That is how you work as a loose loose trio. Loose trio. You've got your open side who shoots across the field, and he needs to be there at that yeah, breakdown immediately. Mobile. And. And this is the, the crux of it is is Sia, I don't see Sia there. I see Peter Steph. He has mm. the blind side who, for example, on the on the side of a, a blind side scrum is getting across the field and making tackles. But that being said, how does that work? We're not we're not abiding by a, a normal loose forward trio. Yeah, trio. We don't have that kind of plan. Because if you look at it, even when we have someone like Quaka on the field who's, you know, probably the most mobile of our loose forwards, he's not He's not playing in that role. That's what I'm and bringing. That's, the, that's what I'm bringing to light. Yeah. And it's it's so we obviously there's a plan there. We just obviously don't know what it is sitting here. <laughs> no, you can you can see it. It works very effectively. The the defense is the defense is great. Yeah, sure. We've got an incredible um, defense working. What it is is it's open uh, at the back. If if that sure. first line of defense fails, uh, they, people can shoot straight through. And, yeah. Japan. and there's there's gonna be there's gonna be no six chasing down anybody that's that's been let loose by anybody who misses a tackle. There's gonna be no eight uh, dropping back and covering because we haven't seen Dwayne do that either. Um, he's occasionally he he's uh, looking for the kick, but he he's not often the the final line of defense either. He's not a mobile eight. No, he's very slow, yeah. And so and so is here for a six. You yeah. know, he's a great player, and it's we're happy to have him there. But yes, there is a, a lack of speed in our. And against He's Japan, that could be very, very dangerous because yeah. that inside ball and, and the offload we saw today mm. is creating that, you know, especially if they have us spread out wide, they're cutting through extremely easily, as mm. we saw it against Scotland all day. Mm. Um, so that's definitely a concern that Russia is going to have to look at. Yeah. Well, let's get that to, to Japan and our, our fixture ahead uh, just now. So, play of the week. Play of the week! Um, boys, what do we think about the, the Canada game? I started last time. Shall somebody else start? Mm, no. <laughs> I should start again. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. No problem. Um, I wanted one man to stand up. I wanted one man to take control. I wanted one man to show us last week that he deserves to be in match day 23. Elton Yankees, take a bow. I think he had a fantastic game. He had cross kicks uh, going over the field. His distribution was fantastic. Um, uh, the confidence that he needed and he needed to 
to show Rassi that he's not going to let the team down if he's called upon on the bench. Um, I think he, he came through with flying colours. I know it's against Canada, but you still need to make those right decisions and you still need to put those kicks in the right places. I think when uh, Pollard came on uh, and when he was at 12 and Yankees at 10, again, looked solid. Adalinda sh- uh, sh- showed that he could play outside, so I yeah, can't see Stan being in, on the bench. In fact, but I was just so curious that they did that because if you remember when we spoke in this podcast the week before, we said we hope Pollard doesn't go on the field, he doesn't need to. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was so curious that he did do that and he used it in that particular role that yeah. they've obviously tried before because I agree with you, Alton had a fantastic game. What I really hope he played in is the option of having Alton on the bench to come in as, a, as an impact 10 and move Pollard out yes. to yes. center. That's because exactly what because the, the, yeah, the way we've been looking is like we're not going to do that. I hope that Alton changed Rusty's mind yeah. um, and, and that's an option going forward. Because yeah. the tries we did score in that game were absolutely beautiful. Yes. Well, w- watching that game was something special. And I mean, if, yeah. we, if, uh, if we're going to go with this idea that tactically that's how you win matches in the knockout stages, then it's good to have another 10 on the field yeah. instead of a, you know, an inside and outside. As much as Sane adds, I don't know if he's the guy for knockout no. trophy. No, he's, he's, but he's got the composure and the experience and that might be what <sighs> is in his favour. I don't know if he has composure and experience. We haven't seen him needing to show any composure well, he's got, experience. Well, he's definitely got more composure and experience than he has pace. <laughs> well, you can say that about Ethan. He has <laughs> more chest hair than that. I don't know what you want to say. But he has, yeah, anyways. Um, but so that's so I don't Alton. Know, he hasn't been so hard on Frost. He's there for the beers. Let's be honest. He had a fantastic game. No, that's Skulk. That's Skulk. So he's my he's my second option for oh, player of the week. Yeah. Look, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I think, I think just before we move on from this topic, I think what we have been doing is using Franz Stan as a global cover. Um, and I think he has shown a, a bit of composure so far. Um, and he would be fine if we could take him forward in that role. And I think what Mark is saying and what I'm agreeing with is I really hope that after the results from the Canada game, we don't need to do that. I would love to see Willemse on the bench. Uh, I would love to see Alton on the bench. Um, at the moment, it's might maybe a little bit unlikely, but that's what I really hope to have in our Springbok team. I agree with you. I'll, I'll do you one better, but I'll get to that later on. Sure. Do you want to... Well, who's your player of the week? Yeah? Okay, my player of the week was uh, Kobus Runner. Um, sorry, Geeks. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> yeah, somebody had to say it. Uh, fastest um, fastest hat trick in, in the World Cup, sure. But I think what was important about that is Rannach has uh, really had a point to prove, um, starting as third string uh, scrum half. Uh, and he made, I think, Rassi's job a little bit harder. Um, would I put him ahead of Herschel Yankees uh, on the bench behind Fuff? Um, I don't know. Logically, I'm not sure, but it definitely he, he did really, really well in the game. You I know? think even if he didn't score tries, he would have still have stood out as one of the yes. great, the good players in the yeah. game today. Yeah, 100%. His, uh, his delivery and distribution is pretty, is mm. pretty good. Um, and his, his one thing we're chatting about it is his box kicking is actually, it was at key times that he kicked and, it, and it's also your execution. Um, he put it... He put it. He didn't put it five meters past the ruck. He put it a good twenty meters, but it also, you know, it was contestable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, his kicking. His kicking was more accurate than we've seen from. Uh, <coughs> um, uh, Faf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, fair though, it was more accurate than Herschel's as well. Yes. I mean, Reinach yeah. really, uh, he everything, pace, supporting play, sniping breaks service, uh, box kicks, it was all there. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's probably the most complete Springbok performance I've seen this entire year, yeah. if you had to ask me. Yeah, and it's I think... Scrum off Springbok performance. Yeah. 
I think, I mean, I, you guys you guys will know, but maybe for anybody who doesn't know, the difference that it makes is if we look at like one moment in that Canada game was um, Alton's cross kick mm-hmm. yeah. to Mapimpi. Um, to Galant. To Galant, sorry. Um, Mapimpi was resting. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and the other ball. but what was really amazing about that is Reynach facilitated that with the quick ball, first of all. Yeah. And the other reason that it worked is because it was a change of tactics uh, from the box kick out. Mm. Um, and then, so we caught them napping. Yeah. And that, and, was, that and was really. You, you can see how hungry he is because he was there for the sport. Yeah. Like, I mean, he got the, the offload. He so I mean, yeah, he scored yeah. the try. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to go with. Uh, also, a little bit of an obvious one, um, Atlas Neymar. Um, <laughs> sorry, James. It's fine. Uh, I think um, we've, I've been chatting about this guy for a while now, and just in terms of when you've watched this guy play for the Bulls, this guy, I swear to you, he in another life, he just wants to bloody play center <laughs> or, or something. He just wants to chuck that ball around. He is one of the most complete locks that we have in terms of... He's aggressive. Uh, rest in peace, Brady Retallick. Um, <laughs> he can throw the ball around, and 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 he's also just an intelligent, generally an intelligent player. And um, he one hundred percent deserved man of the match. He was just cool. all over the park. One one of the great things he did as well is uh, he looked for the offload first yep. of all. Yes. But importantly, he he offloaded when it was on, and when it wasn't, he didn't. Hundred percent. It was very very yeah. well thought. For me, he's the one guy from that match that put his hand up and should be in the starting lineup for the next game. Yeah. I really do believe that he's probably the best lock we have at the moment. Yeah. I really hope that Rossi does put him into the starting lineup because yeah, I think especially against a team like Japan, he'll add so much more aggression and. And that really hard edge that yeah. I think they, well, that might be an area where we can really dominate. Sure, sure. Evan's been personally, I think, I, I think there must be something going on in that guy's head. I think whatever's happening here might be affecting him, um, because for me he's been somewhat yeah. of an empty jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, the Evan of the past that we know of is he's he's nowhere near. Very quiet, yeah. Very very quiet. I think that's what I was kind of waxing on about with my suit of armor um, metaphor <laughs> is, is basically to say, is there latitude within a World Cup um, to start changing people based on how they're taking the ball by the horns and how they're playing form, form adjustments, basically? Mm. Is that a safe thing to, for us to do? Is Rassi going to even consider doing that? I don't know, probably not, but I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping for Akhir as well. Well, on that note, I've just changed my player of the week. I'm going to go with um, Bonambi. I thought that he's really has put his hand up in this World Cup and at the moment I think he is our best option at two. Okay. I really do think he's taken the ball by the horns and he's scrummaged well, he's controlled the malls extremely well and I think Marks hasn't done enough when he has been on the field. I think we, we, he, I think we said that he struggled against New Zealand and I think when he came on now, even against Canada, didn't look fantastic. Marks. Marks. Okay. So I just want to get this straight. You picked Monambi for play of the week, even though he didn't play. Oh, well, that, I mean, going forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But just that kidding. would be my, I think, for what he's brought to the squad. Sure. Yeah. So, yes, I picked him. From the bench, <laughs> he was the best player. <laughs> you mean from the stands? From the, yeah, well, from the team area. From the team 31. But no, he was, I think, I, I he, think going yeah. forward, he really does need to start for the box. 100% uh, I think all in agreement there um, 
Uh, yeah, I didn't know which could go so broad. <laughs> Start picking oaks back home as well. Yeah, yeah. the ice cream man. <laughs> I mean, apparently that was Curtly Bill for getting concussed. Ron Pinnell's on standby, so he can be bad with I read I read that article as well. Ron Pinot is the one person who doesn't need to be on stand. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just kick the ball away worse than Fife, man. That guy loves I read that article and I was very, very sad. I really hope no one at nine gets injured. <laughs> guys, like let's be serious though. Just to you know, looking at all the teams the Cheetahs have actually played in the Pro 14, they have been playing pretty weak teams uh, very very teams that have been stretched thin in terms of selection all the players are at the world cup mm. yeah so i mean ultimately it's it's the age-old story of a curry cup you know with yeah with no, box. yeah 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 look i don't think anybody is very excited with the fact that he's on standby so no. yeah <laughs> i think it's just uh scribes getting bored yeah and i think anything so else to write about. okay um keeks Blanco of the week, you said you have a collective suggestion for us. Yes, um, I'm going to say all the substitutions that came on for the Canada game. Uh, Malcolm Marks, I don't know, I didn't see what he did, um, no one else. Um, okay. And then the, the shock one for me was Herschel, Herschel Yankees. Okay. Um, oh, he was, his passing, yeah. um, I think Alton had to jump to catch a ball. Mm. Um, and in, if he had been playing a better team, he would have gotten cut in half. It was a bit of a hospital. Um, so, yeah, as a collective, all the substitutions that came on, they didn't really... If you look at the result of the second half, which is generally when, when they all came on, yeah. um, it was, as we've said, it was a game of two halves. It was atrocious. It, yeah. it was, the, the, the team was bipolar. It was, there was... This incredible team that in the first half that the, the All Blacks would have looked at that and been like, shit. In the second half, they would have been like, what is this? Yeah. And I think what you want your subs to do, especially in the formats, the game plan that we've got is to come on and lift the tempo of the 100%, game. 100%. Yes. And yeah, 100% you're right. Uh, Yankees was a bit of a disappointment. He dropped it rather than lifted it because yeah. his passing was not spot on. Mm. And then, like you say, did. Pollard didn't really need to get onto the field. I right. mean, especially with going into the playoffs, mm. he's such an important part of the side. Yeah. Um, it was a big risk actually to put him on. I think. How do you how do you put two decision? Now this is the the dilemma. How do you put two decision makers on the field? How does it work? Who who says okay? Is Pollard going to make the calls or is Elton going to make the calls? How does it? Personally, I think they have to come through ten. Yeah. That's I I agree. Ten. But now but now. Ultimately, you've got someone who's been controlling the game, mm. the whole game. Now, ultimately, what what happens? Well, I mean, that's I that think that's why Elton carried on kicking. You know, so yeah. so Pollock came on. Yeah, Elton kept the kicking. I would say, I would say, touch. my my feeling is, hopefully, it will work like that because I would like it to work. Me too. Ho- Me hopefully, too. It, Elton will start driving once he's the ten. Yeah. But it, it's worked before. Mm. Like we played that system and it's worked well, so I'm sure yeah. they have a system and they know what to. Yeah, yeah. 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 We can just ask the All Blacks how it's going with Bodie and Wanga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in theory, I don't think it should be too different. The, they're supposed to play the same way, yeah. um, with, with the same intention. Mm. So, but and then you have a system in the second half. So there is obviously there was a lot of miscommunication. That was yeah, mispassing. But remember, Pollard only came on very late. I think he came on with ten minutes left. So. Then it almost steadied a bit. Um, I think it was before then. 
it was just I also think the game was very scrappy yeah. at that point I think that yes it should have been yeah. a bit better but, yeah, right. but you've got okay. Herschel not having the best service so that's yes. already customizing the pigeons yeah. and then yeah. he's still got you know pollard out, pull out outside him and there was still good decisions being made it just wasn't as polished as we used to see that's why I would I would if if I had my way I would put Alton on the bench and I would leave Herschel on the bench or Reynach as well and, and sub them together every single time we make that sub sure. because because Alton's delivery is crucial to his success as a player yeah he needs time the more time you give him the more magic he can create yeah I completely agree so why don't uh, we then just say Fuff drops out completely because I'd be 100% okay with Reinach starting and Herschel coming off the bench. Well, you haven't signed my petition. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign it twice. Promise. Um, I honestly, I, I can't see if, if, if we're going to play with a specific game plan of box kicking is going to be a focal part of what we want to do. How can we persist with somebody who is not getting the job done? And we have somebody in the team who got the job done, job done spectacularly. So, But against Canada. Yes, but it doesn't matter if it's against Canada it, because his box kicks were still accurate. They have nothing to do with, with Canada. It can be with, against any opposition. I mean, Canada weren't exactly disrupting the rucks at all. So, I mean, there was no pressure on him sure. from anywhere. They weren't charging kicks. They weren't... Okay, so do you think his box kicks would still be as bad as Fuff's? Like five meters forward? Look, probably not. Pressure. That's what <laughs> I'm trying to get at. But... Also, Consider yeah. look at look at uh, we watched the Scotland Japan game. Um, Scotland were all over the Japanese at the at rack time. They were the, the Japanese are just not they. That is the one thing I think we should really target is their ruck. We just yeah. we, they got blown over the ball a few times during this game, and we are far more effective at rack time than Scotland. And the so other it thing, could work in our favor. The other reason I think Fuff will persist is that, like I just said, with Elton and. Um, Herschel, that 9-10 combo is so important. And I think Pollard and, and Faf have a really good understanding and they've been playing together for a while now. And obviously, that's how you train and everything. So I'm sure Reinach and Pollard will play together well, but I think because they are such a settled combination in 9-10, that's what we'll go forward with. Just getting used to lack of service. Yeah, I was literally going to say, yeah, so yeah. if you yeah. think Faf offers cookies to Pollard when they're having tea together? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... He, but when you also mentioned Willemse on the bench I wouldn't be completely against Willemse starting over the room I, I honestly I wouldn't be shocked and the other one would be uh, and we've been dragging on about this for four weeks now the fact that Nkosi was played on the left wing instead of on his normal right wing uh, I think was definitely deliberate by, by Rossi and again, if Nkosi doesn't start over my PP, it's absolute madness. Yeah. I don't get it. Did you guys hear what uh, what Nkosi said when he was interviewed? He said, so what's it going to be like playing on the left wing? He said, oh, I just have to run in with to contact with the other shoulder. <laughs> that's it. So I think that's he's got the right attitude. I think, and he, uh, he was magnificent in the air again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't matter. see any changes being made though. Yeah, me neither. Me, me too. But let's just appreciate the format. Hey? Uh, did you choose Faf as your plonker of the week? No, no, no. <laughs> I definitely didn't. Faf didn't even yeah, play. Yeah, Keeks uh, collectively did the bench for us. Okay, so where are we? Whose who's turn is it to plonker of the week here? No, he did it for all of us. Unless you want to do... I said, so as in collectively, I meant as in like there's going to be a, a, group, oh, a group. A lot okay. of plonkers. Yes. Okay, all right. 
a lot of clunkers, exactly. Well, you just took everybody, so... Kev, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have one, go for it. Canadian uh, oh, it was Larson, yeah, yeah, the red card. Um, yeah. yeah, plunker of the week for, for making that, that red. I think it was the correct call to yeah. send him off. Um, funny side notes, obviously, uh, we all saw he went through to the change room and apologised to the Springboks yeah. for giving away the card. I refused to down a beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, very Canadian. Guys are having it at flying, so... Yeah. You can it's see good. that it's been a long group stage, and you yeah. can see they've had got a bit of a break ahead of them because that fine session looked like it was it was in full swing. Which I think is very important because yeah. you know they could also have been very hard on themselves and saying, "Ah, oh, you know, we didn't get what we wanted to get out of the pool stages." But I think the team here looks fantastic. Best believe Scott is leading that team. <laughs> 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 exactly. Um, but going uh, speaking about the red card, uh, quickly speaking about uh, the ref on the on the day, or maybe just uh, the refing in general for the whole uh, group stages so far. Um, I think there's record number of cards. I think we red we cards saw especially. yeah and yeah, yellow cards as well. For me, uh, when we watched the uh, Scotland Japan game, Ben O'Keefe stand up. I think he had a fantastic mm, game. Yeah. There was a couple of big calls that he needed to make where lesser refs would have said yellow card red card uh because of the the contact but i think he made the right calls uh, it was a face-to-face -face collision uh the first one and then the other one was uh um not it wasn't a, th um, a forearm to the throat it was just somebody pushing them off with a forearm um so big calls and i'm glad he had the the balls to to stand there and say play on we're not going to ruin a fantastic game um, huge game to ref as yeah, well huge and uh, he did a good job of marshalling the offside line did a good job of marshalling the breakdowns and the breakdowns were um, used as a platform for a lot of steals yes. so he, he did a very good job in that sense yeah I want to give a shout out to Luke Pierce for I don't know if you guys noticed this when he actually consulted the the assistant referees mm. on the red card I yes. think um, you know that that is ultimately what is missing is that there's no usage of the assistant referees i mean the the very definition of the word assistant referee is <laughs> they are there to help the referee make the, his choices a little bit easier and i think him consulting him and say are you guys happy with my my decision mm. and i think that was and they all agreed and i think ultimately that's what we want from from we don't want to remain part watching Tony Woodcock's elbow hit the ground three times in a game and just sit there like a deaf, dumb and mute <laughs> Frenchman. So we're all in agreement that just the French refs are terrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, we can, oof, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah, that's <laughs> a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But also I think, and obviously not, well, not on the ref point now, but I think the controversy and then, you know, the, the, final execution of the Japanese tournament authorities for actually getting the Scotland-Japan game to go underway. Yes. Um, look, big shout out to them. I think that, you know, it's a massive storm. Um, seven people dead already. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of kind of hazards that we need to put up with. Yeah. So, I think they've done quite a good job. In the end, I think it looked a bit dicey for a while. Look, um, we glad that game got to be played. I think so everyone is. I think I think at the end of the day, everyone obviously wants the games to go ahead. So yeah. if they don't, there must be a massive reason for it. Uh, nobody wants to look back at quarterfinalists with an asterisk next to the name sure. because that's what would have happened. Um, 
purely because you know at the end of the day if, if anybody can say yeah but you didn't earn it or you don't know what would have happened on the day and japan stood up and they won that game fair, fair and square i yeah. think there was also a small earthquake like just just, just <laughs> to throw just to throw something else in there yeah. Um, yeah. and they had something like 40 percent of their annual rainfall in a day so just like it's it's, it's mm. a lot to to deal with and then come out on the other side and still play yeah. a rugby game to a packed house yeah so and the pitch looked in fantastic yeah, it really did really really looked good um but let's let's look ahead in uh knockout stages we have uh semi-final one it is new zealand versus ireland give me a second to check talk about something else <laughs> semi-final one new zealand yeah. ireland uh is going to be huge i think ireland have a knack for playing new zealand yes. they don't get scared um, and Ireland hasn't been putting out their best performances as they ever have. They obviously lost to Japan, um, shouldn't have done that. But I'm still excited that they get to face uh, New Zealand and I'm really, really hoping for an upset. Yes. And if not, I'm hoping for a very good game of rugby. So uh, that was, for me, that would have been the ideal outcome before the World Cup going in. A New Zealand-Ireland quarterfinal I was going. Sure. Yes, I yeah. really pray for that to happen because A, it's always a fantastic game of rugby and B, Ireland always look good against the Blacks. I'm concerned about Bundy Aki. He's if he's banned for, because for the red card, if he gets three weeks, it'll be an utter shame. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, just going back to the cards quickly. It was a horrible situation he got caught in, but at the end of the day, we're going to have to see uh, because that's a big loss for them. He's, he's, he's been playing well. Uh, I didn't see it, to be honest, but... It, it looked terrific. Uh, yeah, it it looked terrific, however, the, just from... The, you know, the guy backed into the tackle. Sure, yeah. Okay, James, the other um, England, Australia, that's the first one. That's next Saturday. And then after that, it's New Zealand, Ireland. Okay. Wales, France on Sunday. And then Japan, South Africa. So looking at it, on paper, we probably have the nicest quarterfinal draw. For what, from our group? From anyone. I think that we have the nicest oh, result in terms of it. Yeah, you must touch a bit of yeah. wood and be careful of the commentator's curse there. 100%. And I don't think we should underestimate Japan. I'm sure that we're going to be facing a very different Japan than we faced a couple of weeks ago. No, definitely. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, we all have rugby groups on, our, on WhatsApp and all of us had the same comments going on all the different groups saying, are we really sure we want to play these guys no, true. next week? Um, so... And the winner of our game will face either Wales, Wales or France. Or France yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, that's a good run. That's it a is. Good one. Yeah, good look, that Welsh side, it scares me a little bit. I really... And then mm. France in a World Cup. You, you never... They were pushed yeah. today, man. Did you see... Yeah, against Uruguay. There was 14-6 uh, with like uh, 15 minutes left. They looked very beatable today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but... Wasn't they've had massive injuries though. Wasn't I mean, the first team, but still. Yeah, I've got is bigger going to be okay. He's had like three concussions in this tournament, <laughs> and then obviously they'd lost um, Anscombe just before the tournament. Yeah. So I think they are a bit thin at ten. So we'll see. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think yeah, very competitive game between Wales and France. Uh, if France decides to rock up, um, which they may very well do. And the other one is England-Australia, which is also going to be a very interesting yeah. game to watch. Yes. And I think at the oh. moment, any team can win that game. I'd love Eddie Jones to lose. Me too. <laughs> I would. Particularly after he was gloating about the game cancellation. Actually, I, I don't know who I, I dislike more as a coach between Checker and Jones. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's very clear. They're both Australian. So that's <laughs> but I think that the nice thing is all the permutations of whoever wins, whoever loses... I think it still makes up good semis as well. You know, years past, you always think I'm 
that won't be great if they win, uh, win there and you know, it won't be a fantastic semi then. Either which way this plays out, there's going to be great semis Look, uh, across the board. This World Cup winners. has been the closest one we've had and it's been a cracker from start to finish. I don't think there's been a single game where we've gone, oh, that's a really boring game. I yeah. think that, you know, it's been good rugby, entertaining rugby and I think that hopefully it continues that way yeah. all the way through. Yeah, I think the team that's uh, been hardest done by is Ireland to face New Zealand so early. But they're in that position because they lost to Japan. Yep. Yeah. So that is that's the format working properly. And um, I think you know they, a lot of people um, keep saying you know you got to beat the best to be the best, and it'll be a shame if we don't face the All Blacks um, and have the opportunity to win. And I understand that. I think that is correct. But at, at the same time, um, it would be really special for Ireland to to cross that hurdle, make the upset, and, and engage in what will then be another incredible uh, competitive round of semis. So, yeah, I think either way we're in for we're in for a treat, you know. All we do, all we have to do is win our game, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is going to be difficult. Uh, honestly, we we said earlier, Japan looks like a different beast. Um, the handling, the slickness of what they, uh, you know, the the offloads, the gaps that they were putting their wings into, uh, even the kicking, uh, absolutely magnificent, and they defended like possessed human beings and I think they've always had a bit of a weakness in the forwards they've always been yes. a bit smaller and a bit yeah. struggled to front up and they are looking very very strong especially that, that, that replacement prop that comes on and just does absolute damage on the guy with the white hair I think out wide our defence needs to be spot on and I think because they're very very dangerous they are so dangerous out wide and we need to really really consider putting in Corsi and over Mapepe just on that fact alone and yeah, that, from that a defensive me, point of view, yeah. That for I mean, me is yeah. a no-brainer. If, if Rassi has half a brain cell, he should really use it. The, the other way, which I, I doubt it'll happen, but the other way I think we can control them is to say, um, let's change our tactical kicking game so that we can actually um, get out of our 22 without a contestable box kick, but rather kick into uh, into touch because yes. we can beat them yeah. in the set pieces. Yes, yes, yes. We should beat them in both in all the set pieces. Especially the line-outs. But the scrappier we make the game, the more vulnerable we make uh, ourselves because that's exactly what they'll capitalise on. Yeah. But I think that's, that's what it's going to boil down to. If we um, stick the set pieces and play a tight game, we should walk away. You know, just our systems, backing our systems and our individuals as a, and as a unit. Yeah. Go to set piece, we should walk away on top. If the that fails, then, or, or if it gets messy, yeah. we're going to be in big trouble. So the thing is, when we lost to Japan in 2015, our set pieces were dominant. However, our defense out wide and our defense off loose ball, non-existent. We were and terrible. They Malls, yeah, pieces. they did, they did. Uh, off six ball. So that for us, we've just got to watch. We've got to be very, very careful. Um, we've got to just, you know, kind of close them down. And let's look at how Japan wins games. Uh, first half against Scotland, 75% possession. Yeah. Are you kidding me? 75%. So clearly, they, they, there's a few instances they put together 20 plus phases. Yeah, we saw it in the second half. Even. Exactly. So it, it clearly, uh, that is uh, an obvious red flag to say, oh, don't kick. Don't yeah. So... <laughs> you can kick, uh, obviously give them boxes, but we have to be able to win them back yeah. because they're not going to give up possession. So I 100% agree we shouldn't be throwing the ball around at these guys, play our game, set, uh, set pieces, uh, keep possession, uh, and just dominate. If it's a 6-2 split again with the forwards, I've got no issue with that, but then at least we are deliberate, we are playing our game, and we're not going to get sucked into their game. Mm -hmm. 
they have a 60 split, you won't see Elton on the bench. So, so I'd be very surprised if Elton's on the bench. Uh, yeah. He has to be. Did you notice today the one-on-ones with the Scottish and you know when they were running onto their respective opposition, they were dominating. They were often getting past that contact point. It was the cover tackles mm, mm. that were closing them down. It was the likes of Leach and mm. Lapis that were making the cover tackles. Good, strong Japanese name. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Leach is also. <laughs> um, so that for me, it, it says that if we put, if we have the wings that we should be starting in terms of Nkosi and, and Cheslin, we will 100% get past them. Yes. Just on that, so I disagree with you in a sense that we we mustn't, we should bully them a little bit in terms of physicality, mm-hmm. but, you know, one-on-one in terms of attacking, we will oh, yeah. I think we'll dominate them. If we play a, a physical game and, you know, the old adage, earn the, earn the right to go wide, yeah. I think mm-hmm. if we do that, conquer, second, conquer the breakdown. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Second their forwards. Spread them thin and then use our attacking options. I think there's there's definite you know room yes. for success there, but we've got to be very very calculated about when and how we do it. Of course we can, hundred percent. So uh, are we prepared to make some picks for for next weekend? So first game is you said Ireland New Zealand. Mm, England, someone. Is it England? I don't know. England Australia. England Australia. Yeah. Yes. England Australia. What are we saying, boys? Who's 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 backing who? I'm going Australia because I, I really hate the English. Heads, yeah. <laughs> and then it's Australia, so I'll just rather back Australia. Heads okay. going England, hearts going Australia. So England by England. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say England. What's oh, about tight margin? I'll say England by three. Okay. I'll go England by two. <laughs> no, I didn't actually give a didn't give a points margin. I'm going to say Australia by five. Okay. One try. Right. Next game. New Zealand Island. And now, now it's not even a case of thinking with your head here. Now it's all with your heart. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with. I'm going for the upset. <laughs> I'm going to say Ireland wins by one point. Ooh. And I'm going to say that on Super Brew too. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just accepting. I'm going to go Ireland by three. Wow. I'm going to say Ireland by. <laughs> yes. Oof. I'm going to say Ireland by three. Okay. As well. I don't, know, I don't know if this is a prediction <laughs> section or a, or a praying session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just have to throw in Colby's ankle as well, uh, but let's on if it's a praying <laughs> session. Um, as uh, in, in my heart of hearts, I really, really, really want Ireland to pull this off. I'm going to go with New Zealand by 12. <laughs> the logical man, yeah. the rational man. I mean, in my heart, I went yeah. Ireland by 45. I mean, like, that's not going to happen. Ireland wins by one point in extra time. <laughs> Marco, I'll, I'll boo you and your call. I'll, I'll <laughs> buy you all the Guinness you want. And then Wales, France, next one. I think it's probably the easiest one to call, in my opinion. Oof, I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. I think that's the closest of all the semis. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I predicted suck up time for France. France pulls it off by three. Jeez, going suck just upset, eh? It's suck up time, I think, now. What's it? Uh, Stephen Martin. Um, I'm going to go France by 10. Sure. Oh, it's, I honestly think this is a tough one to call. Um, I'm going to go Wales by three. Gonna go Wales by thirteen. I think they they've got them in the back. They're, they're so too strong. Too strong. No, I honestly don't think they've looked good enough. 
Well, I mean, uh, the France almost lost against Tonga, so if we... That's France. Yeah, it's France. <laughs> okay, give me, give me. <laughs> then, but what we really I'm, want to get around to... Yeah, I'm assuming we're all backing the box here. Only someone's not. Well, Kev has gone, <laughs> on, a Kama, he, Kev's gone on a kamikaze mission here. He's just gone underdogs, underdogs. <laughs> no, we so maybe the he thinks a boxer... The thing with Kev is it's always the hard pick. It's never... <laughs> it's, so, yeah... I'm also the same as Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very similar. I think I'm that's why I stopped playing Super in the first place. <laughs> super rugby. Oh, uh, no, they excuse you. Lines you, yeah, you can't knock back the line. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm going to pick Springboks um, by a reasonable margin. I don't want to be overconfident. Let's pick Springboks by 15. Sure. <laughs> confident, mate. Um, I'm going to say Springboks by 7. Yeah, box by 10. Ah. So I was going to go 10 as well, box, but uh, let me go box by 11. Um, <laughs> we, I, I think we've got the players, we just need to put in the 80 minutes. And yeah. I think it'll be a fantastic uh, jump uh, and prep for, for the next step for the semis, uh, which I think we can also beat Wales or France uh, if it comes down to the day. Yeah. Any last thoughts before we close this one out, guys? Any interesting things to look out for? Any refs that we're concerned about? Anyone uh, for any friendships? Any French hope we don't get. I think every team except France. Oh, they can't actually get a French ref during their game, can they? So, so we actually want to play France in the semis, so we can't get a French ref. Uh, French ref. That's right? a fantastic. Yes. <laughs> that's that's, that's the insight right there. Oh, I love it, Marco. I love it. I'm uh, mate. I okay, so we're, we're all shouting for for France then. Yes. Yeah. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, hopefully the refs don't uh, get in the way of four fantastic games. Uh, I think it should be a good spectacle. Yeah, 100%. Very, very excited. Um, got a bit of butterflies already. So a bit nervous now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what Josh said, we run, I hope you're going to be drunk in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday morning for us. Uh, but John, Does that mean there's seven games left for the World Cup? Because it's third, four? Yeah. Final? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. so eight? No. Yeah, eight games. It's going to be... Can't believe it's nearly over. <laughs> yeah. it makes me sad. Basically. We're gonna talk about super rugby. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, guys, let's not get too depressed on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, but uh, let's to our listeners, guys, thanks for uh, chiming in today. Uh, chiming in again, jeez. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, to Dev for actually giving us some some nice feedback. Uh, shout out to the Brayton Pulsar for retweeting us uh, during the Super Sports live broadcast uh, of the Canada um, South Africa game, which was lovely. Um, but yeah, we are obviously uh, on Castbox, we're on YouTube, guys, follow us on Twitter as well. Give us a comment in there, we'll be sure to mention you. Uh, until next time, thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. And girls. <laughs>